Refresh your career with a blended learning course at Griffith College, a flexible study option that combines online and in-class lectures. Dublin, Cork, Limerick. Visit griffith.ie. Welcome to another episode of the Disney vs. Disney podcast, the podcast where we are going to tell you exactly which Disney film is the best Disney film. I'm your host and Grandmaster Zane C. Weber here with two veteran debaters to tell me which is the better Disney film between Aladdin and Big Hero 6. Helping me today in the form of fact-checking is none other than the inimitable Stacey Hobbs. Hello. How are you, Stacey? I am fine. Do you have any biases to declare about today's debate? Uh, not as strong as the previous debate. <laughs> um, I do enjoy both of these movies, so I think it's going to be a fair fight as far as my um, you know, ability to be coerced. Either way. No All right. Questions. Here, would you like this chocolate, <laughs> Stacey? You're welcome. Well, here representing Aladdin today is none other than Kim Brown. Hello, everybody. Now, Aladdin is your baby. This is, is your first choice. Absolutely. It was hands down before anything. I was like, oh, and, oh, and uh, all, all the other films. <laughs> so, yes, I'm very excited that I'm here in the next round because I think I probably would have got lynched if we uh, didn't quite make the first round. But this is going to be tough because – it's good films. Yeah. Times two. Yeah, the second round has been a little bit mm. more intense. Uh, and so coming back with Big Hero 6 is its original defender, Carly Skelton. Hi, everyone. <laughs> now, how are you feeling about this debate today? Really good. Yeah. I actually watched it again and researched and prepared like a grown-up, so I'm pretty <laughs> proud of myself. <laughs> oh, I'm proud of you guys doing your yeah. homework. Oh, yes. This is, this is real stuff now. <laughs> yeah, we don't, you know, we're not here to muck around. This so, is serious. <laughs> we do have a bit of a different format in the second round. You'll have six minutes for your opening arguments, both for your film and against your opponents. Then we'll have a little bit of a break and we'll come back and I will ask you some pointed questions about what you may or may not have brought up in your opening statements. Then we'll take another break and you'll have three minutes for your closing arguments. Now, we have rolled a dice, mm. yeah, we and did. it has been determined that Carly Skelton will be going first today. She's so good at it. In the future, <laughs> we're just not going to roll a dice, and I'll just go first. Deal. That's what I do, which is fine. So in the first round, you'll get a warning at five minutes, and it will sound like this. Pretty. And... You'll be cut off very rudely at six minutes by Darkwing Duck saying... The jig is up, you jaded, jug-headed jack-in-the-box! Oh, I still love that so hard. <laughs> so good. So, it's the best way to get cut off. Yeah. <laughs> Carly, you are going first. You have six minutes and your time starts when you start talking. Okay, Big Hero 6, in my opinion, is one of the best movies Disney has ever released. It's got important life lessons of death and how to deal with those emotions. It's not only important for kids, but adults as well. It's clever, it's funny, and that's really important because of the underlying dark tones of the film. Um, I do think one of the best reasons to watch or obsess over this movie is Baymax. I believe everyone should get their own personal Baymax. I mean, some healthcare facilities have become completely obsolete, but so worth it to have my own personal healthcare companion. Um, there are a few life lessons from Disney's Big Hero 6, and I just want to go through those quickly. Um, to believe in yourself. Hero was on a really bad track, getting into robot fights and underground fighting. Tadashi wanted to redirect. Um, 
all it took was one trip to Tadashi's university. Had Hiro wanting to be a part of the robotics department. He wanted to learn. He wanted to create, work with amazing things. Um, he goes home to create something spectacular. He sat at his desk. He was met with obstacles and frustration, but he never gave up. The end result is the microbot. Hiro believed him in himself, was confident in what he created and succeeded. And that's just a great message. Um, the next one is to choose your friends wisely. Tadashi had some amazing friends. They cheered him on and helped him out when he wanted so badly to get into nerd school. They let Hiro turn them into cool superheroes to face the enemy that stole the microbots and Tadashi's life. We're always telling our kids to surround themselves with people that bring out the best in them. It is so important to make healthy friendships because who you surround yourself with is a reflection of your character. Take Aladdin. Aladdin's best friend is a monkey who steals stuff and gets angry at Aladdin when he gives the kids some bread. So, yeah, that's a great friend, you guys. Just amazing. The next big message is to dream big. Nothing could stop Hero when he put his mind to something. He knew how to dream big when he created the microbots. He upgraded... Baymax and made his friends legit superheroes simply by using his head and science. On the other hand, Aladdin had to lie about who he was to get the girl, so he wasn't being himself. He lies. Like, I'm sorry, that's not that's not a great friend to have. Um, the next message from Big Hero 6 is to show compassion. Baymax was not able to power down until Hero said that he was satisfied with his care. He was programmed to care for others and have compassion. He never gave up on caring for Hero until the job was complete. Baymax had a chip inside him in the same place where humans have their heart. Tadashi wrote an entire program based on providing healthcare needs. Hero was able to create another Baymax at the end because that it's what's inside that counts. I've got some other things as well. Um, in 1992, Aladdin was criticised for perpetuating Orientalist stereotypes in the Middle East and Asia. This is 25 years ago, like when people were a bit eh about political correctness. Um, the American Arab Anti-Discrimination Committee saw light-skinned, anglicised features in the heroes Aladdin and Jasmine that contrasted sharply with the swarthy, greedy street merchants who had Arabic accents and grotesque, fake, grotesque facial features. Whereas Big Hero says... Six celebrates the differences. It's got people of all creeds, colours, shapes and sizes and it celebrates everybody in that way. Some other comparisons is that Big Hero 6 had a $56 million opening weekend compared to Aladdin's grossing of $19.2 million in its opening weekend. It was number two at the box office, Aladdin. It came in behind Home Alone 2, the worst of the Home Alones. <laughs> well... I didn't, I didn't see Home Alone 3 because Home Alone 2 was so bad I didn't want to see the third one. Anyway, it's not about Home Alone. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about is um, Big Hero 6 has a way better me message. It's, you know, kids, if you work hard and focus, you can achieve great things. Yay! It's much better than Aladdin's message of, hey, kids, if you lie, cheat and steal, you too can be super happy, rich and famous. This is a terrible, terrible message for kids and adults as well, especially as Aladdin's, Aladdin's lies eventually get exposed and he's left with an angry girl whose trust he has lost. Yeah, I'm sorry. doesn't get it for me. I guess this is the end of my time, but I have one last question. Are you satisfied with your care? Yes. Yeah, good answer. <laughs> I can I can power down now. Oh, finally. Baymax style. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, so we will move straight on to Kim for your opening statements. Okay. As to why Aladdin's a better Disney film than Big Hero 6, your time starts when you start talking. 
Well, Aladdin is the best film of all time, full stop, and we're done. So I've got five and a half minutes to go. Um, Basically, um, I I spent a lot of time talking about the great things about Aladdin, the characters, the music, the story, the visuals. It's so fantastic. I'm not going to go into detail into those. I do want to actually talk about the moral and the characters within this movie. Um, Aladdin is, uh, yes, it's an old sort of, I guess, fairy tale that they've uh, Disney appropriated and turned into a film. Um, But what they've done is they've shown, like Shakespeare does, is the human condition and what, um, what we want to talk about, people's characters. Um, some of the messages of um, things like, yes, the emphasis of telling the truth and the consequences of lying and not being yourself, um, which is really seen through the genie trying to be Aladdin's conscience uh, throughout the film. Um, the importance of keeping your word, even if it's to your own detriment, where um, Aladdin finally comes to the realisation and he, he decides to keep his promise and free the genie at the end rather than try and transform, use his last wish for his own um, benefits. Um, the characters within this movie um, are just so great. This is the first time we've really seen um, really equal time for our protagonists, both in Jasmine and Aladdin. So we're talking like we're coming off the back of these classic Disney um, sort of princess stories and the prince and so forth. And so to have um, Aladdin at the front of the story and actually being a fully developed character with sort of backstory and, and ideas and, and a journey and an arc um, compared to all of the other princes that have come before is um, really, really quite different. And, of course, I've talked before about Jasmine and how kick-ass she is and, uh, you know, that she has... Um, you know, really has a desire for more in her life. It's not just about being a pretty princess and learning to find love, and but really just, you know, her fight for agency, her wanting to be able to make her own choices, do what she wants, and uh, and for people to respect her and her choices. It's a, it's a, I, f- I find that it's really, they, they weight the two characters and their stories really really well in this in this film. I have a lot to say about the characters and I'm going to try and move on to uh, Big Hero 6 and come back to it because time. So Big Hero 6 is pretty funny um, but for me the animation actually looks a lot like um, How to Train Your Dragon by DreamWorks which came out about five years before it and I sort of feel like and on first look I actually didn't know it was a Disney film when it first came out. I think there's a lot of cliches and references to many other films and styles of films and it doesn't feel as original as one might think think to begin with. Um, For starters, I just have to point out that the hero's name is literally Hero. So let's move on. Also, this is basically um, the Disney version of all the Marvel films. So uh, this is the story of Spider-Man because Aunt Cass is literally Aunt May and uh, Tadashi is representing Uncle Ben who dies and then poor kid is left on his own. And and he's kind of also the kid from Iron Man 3 that Tony Stark meets and teaches him tech and it's hilarious. Um, But it's just, it's an action movie and it just doesn't, for me, it does not have the Disney feel. Uh, It doesn't have those same kind of ideals and characters and development it's it's a kid it's an animated Marvel action film uh, which in itself is not a bad thing but when we're putting it up against Disney canon and the things that they do so very well I just feel like it doesn't stack up far enough um uh, oh god there are so many things um what else can i say um there's there's a lot of plot points that i have a problem with in uh, big hero 6 in regards to a lot of motivation why is hero trying to hide baymax from aunt Cass? surely she knows that her her nephews are like inventing geniuses and why not 
share this with her and, you know, what do they talk about at dinner time? Uh, why is Callahan have to blow up his whole own university just to get the tech from a kid that he was going to employ that he could probably get the copyright for and et cetera, et cetera? Why are all of these ha- things happening? It doesn't really bode well for me. It doesn't cling – what's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't mesh uh, as, as purposes and, and reasons for this story. I think Aladdin's development and, and story is a bit more um, – even though it's set in that alternate um, and a different culture, from maybe a lot of the audience members who were watching it, it's still the, it resonates that people um, this idea that uh, you know to be yourself and have people judge you and appreciate you for who you are. And um, I, I love the fact that it also is trying to destroy a class structure. And uh, you know that Aladdin isn't um, he he doesn't sit there and wallow in the fact that he's an orphan and he's poor. He wants people to see beyond him and see beyond. Uh, what is on the outside, which is exactly what he does for Jasmine until he figures out who she is, and then there's a moment where he does it anyway. Um, but he, I, I, th- I think he actually treats people super well, and he actually is a good dude underneath the um, momentary stealing and lying and and things that you know he does to just to survive. Basically, um, I'm going to go back to uh, the genie as well because you know it's Robin Williams, and he is the best. Um, it, it, he. It, um, he represents the voice of reason and conscience for Aladdin. But unlike Jiminy Cricket from Pinocchio, who can come across as a bit of a killjoy, the genie actually encourages all the good stuff for Aladdin. He wants Aladdin to do and be the best and to take it to the next level, which we can see in the song Prince Ali. And the audience is so invested in the success that genie wishes for Aladdin that the moment he is freed is more of an emotional sucker punch than the protagonists actually getting together at the end. Um, I like the way that they have painted the relationship between Jasmine and Aladdin as as well um, because they are much more equal and they do learn from each other about how to treat each other and how to uh, communicate to um, to trust and to um, yeah learn about themselves as well together all right well done no rudeness required <laughs> yeah we're all yeah. friends here it's totally fine <laughs> so we will uh, take a quick break and then I will uh, come back with some questions if, Stacey, there are no facts that need to be checked. Uh, I did check one fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin Williams is, in fact, the best. Okay. Yeah, yeah good. Uh, so that, that, is, that is definitely <laughs> the fact. best other than in that, what? Just, just everything. Just life. <laughs> yeah, look, fair <laughs> enough. Right, yeah. uh, but no, well, actually, other than that. Actually, I will have to pull you up on that. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, yeah. I don't want to get like depressing here, but he is, in fact, no longer alive. <laughs> Well, <laughs> he's the best of being the genie in Aladdin. Ever. He did live. Okay, he sure did do that. Before we get any further down this rabbit hole, we're taking a break. All right, so this is the second round, and this is where I have questions for you to answer. Now, Kim. Yo. Carly accused Aladdin of being 1990s racist. Yep. Accurate. Please deny that fact with facts. Oh, with facts. Oh, I could, I could vehemently deny it. I don't know that it's factual. I, w- I, will, need, I will need some some backing up of your... You know what? I'm actually going to flick back to the notes I did for the original one because I think I was going to talk about it then and for the life of me, I probably can't remember it. Look, it's I. Uh, one of the things I, I have heard and have said on this podcast is that there are so many films that are the product of their time and... Um, what Disney were doing was not necessarily about trying to represent cultural 
uh, and different races accurately and effectively on screen. They took an idea that was like a, you know, a fairy tale, mythological sort of, you know, historical story and put the Disney spin on it and put it into film. Um, did they probably draw people a little not accurately and uh, um, uh, uh, sensitively? Yeah, probs. Um, but I think we have learnt collectively, we've learned from that. And even as Carly said, is that the the representation of characters and, and the and body shapes and types and, and races and everything in Big Hero Six in particular, I did I found that really stood out. And I think that if nothing else, we learn things. We grow as a company. I say we, because you know, basically I'm Disney. Yes, um, we as Disney. We as Disney. I, I, I don't think that's wrong. And and I you know there's been arguments about the use of colours for certain characters, you know, good and bad and all that sort of stuff and so you know it's it's very much a visual representation of good guys bad guys is this you know the the, the fact that they did sort of I guess whiten and clean up Aladdin and even Jasmine um, in comparison to I guess the um, Arabian market sellers or the soldiers and, and their big moustaches and that sort of I guess stereotype was there and we can all look back now and go oh that's not very good um, but I think uh, yeah, I, I can't deny that that's a thing that mm -hmm. we look at, but I think it is a product of its time. Like you said, we probably weren't as politically correct or um, or worried about the representation of races and cultures in children's films because that's what it was written off as. It's a, it's a kid's film. Oh, it's all right. The kiddies, you know, sort of put it in that bucket as opposed to, to many other films. Okay. No, absolutely. Uh, thank you for that. Now, Carly. Yes, <clears throat> Kim asserted that Aladdin overcomes the cliche of the Disney prince and the Disney princess through his portrayal of Aladdin and Jasmine. She also accuses Big Hero 6 of being slave to cliches and retreading the same stories over and over again, comparing it to animated, saying that it is just an animated Marvel superhero film, uh, saying that it is DreamWorks in style and saying that it's just a retake of the Spider-Man storyline. Can you convince me otherwise? few things. Okay. So, well, we won't talk about Aladdin because it's not as good as Big Hero 6. But, so you said that Big Hero 6 was just basically an animated Marvel movie. Well, Disney did purchase Marvel in, I think, 2009? I believe that's correct. Can you sort that out, fact checker? I've got to talk about check. some stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, girl. You're the best. She's not your um, secretary. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I kind of agree that it is an animated Marvel movie, but because that had never been done before, it was groundbreaking and they're moving forward and going, you know what, kids like cartoons. They like superhero movies. Guys, let's make a cartoon superhero movie. And that's where Big Hero 6 came from. I think it's, it's groundbreaking. Um, it's got amazing messages in the way that, you know, kids, if you – put your mind to something you can do whatever you need to do mm -hmm. um i feel that with the disney acquisition of marvel that this was the best step that they could have done because it did show that yes we are disney but we don't just do prince and princess movies we don't just do happily ever after i mean big hero 6 i don't believe has a happily ever after whereas you know your aladdin's your rapunzel's all of that has mm -hmm. a happily ever after 
there is definitely room for a sequel and I think that is where Disney is tending to go with its new films moving forward, um, especially after getting Fox and Star Wars and Marvel. They want yeah, to sure. move forward with all of that. So, yes, I, I kind of agree, but I think it's not a bad thing. Okay, absolutely. That You're very, very... Uh that's kind of what I wanted to hear, whether you th- agree that it was well, a detriment. Good. Um, no, it's not. Do we have a date? Yes, for... 2009. So, there one go. point for Carly. Preparation. Now, I have one question for both of you to speak to. Okay. Uh, now, both of you have spoken a little bit uh, uh, to the detriment of the film's main characters, Hero and Aladdin. Now, both of them make rather big mistakes and and act in a way that isn't particularly uh what like objectively a good way can you both uh we'll start with carly because that that's the way the dice rolled um speak about how your main character is justified in acting the way that they do to start with hiro hamada is a 14 year old boy like he's going through puberty he lives in san francisco which is like Where the heck is that? His brother's just died and his aunt doesn't seem to understand him. So he's lost. He's alone. He doesn't know what the heck's going on. Um, To touch on something you said before that, oh, the main character is called Hero. (laughs) Hero in Japanese actually means abundant. It means generous and it means tolerant. And there are tens of people that are (laughs) famous. Tens of them. Look, Look I would say hundreds, but... A lot of them are fictional and I don't know if that counts. Um, <laughs> of like famous Japanese people who have done really cool stuff that are named Hero. So it's not just Disney going, oh, I can't be bothered. So Let's what you're just saying is it's an actual name. Yes, yeah. and it's like a really cool thing. Um, so Hero's 14. I don't know if you remember being 14, but I knew nothing about life. And I was quite quite dumb. Were yeah, you I a super really genius? Really, no, I wasn't a super genius. Mm. I don't know. I'd probably be... <laughs> Rich and famous and, I don't know, maybe a doctor or something. I don't know, but I'm not. Um, so when when he mm. decides to weaponize Baymax, mm. I mean, that's the big mistake that he does. He removes Baymax's agency and turns him just into a weapon. And Baymax questions him about that. He's like, are you sure that this is something that you want to do? Like, I wasn't designed for this. I yes, was designed but then to he be... removes the good card yeah. and just puts in the bad card. Mm. Can you justify that action? <sighs> Revenge. Hero wanted revenge. He wanted the bad guy to die in a fire, essentially. And he was like, I have this giant marshmallow that is super smart that I can make into like a giant cockroach. I don't know, something with like a hard shell. Sure, cockroaches. Yeah, we'll go with cockroach. (laughs) It's the first thing Carly thought of, guys. Yeah. Um, And it was his way of going, you know what? I don't have to go and get a gun or anything. I've got a rocket launching marshmallow that I'm going to put in a steel suit and shoot things. Okay. And then he realises that, oh, this is a really bad idea when he realises that there are things about yeah. AMAX that he can't control. Okay. So... He learned. Switching focus to Aladdin then, mm. the biggest sin that Aladdin commits is, of course, lying to Jasmine and everyone else, but mostly to Jasmine when he has the chance to tell the truth. Mm. Now... Can you justify that action? I think I can because he, 
you know, he's essentially lost in the world. You know, um, there's literally a line in one of the opening songs. It's like, I'd blame parents except he hasn't got them. So he's trying to find his own way in the world. His only friend is a monkey because people suck. And, um, you know, he, he is doing the best that he can. And what I like about Aladdin is that even though he spends this whole fabulous montage running away from the soldiers after stealing a loaf of bread, is then when he finally gets a chance to rest and sit down, he actually gives it to two small children who can do even less than he can. Um, obviously, you know, I want to talk about age. Is like I think Aladdin's age is ambiguous. He could be anywhere from about 15 to 25. Uh, who knows? We don't really know. Um, and, you know, so that, that initial thing of stealing is, you know, he, he says himself, um, you know, I only steal to eat so I can live because of the world around me. And we could go on a whole big thing about class structures and societal <laughs> economics. Shall but, we? Uh, I think maybe, that's another podcast, that's, guys. That's a round three debate, maybe. <laughs> but um, Table that. The, again, I guess then this idea of um, lying to Jasmine is that for him, he she kind of lies to him first. You could mm-hmm. say that, um, you know, because he meets her as a an equal in the marketplace, and they they actually share some really nice moments. And he helps her out, and she goes along with it. And it's they they talk about oh, we both feel so trapped and and pressured. And then and then he finds out who she actually is, and he kind of feels a bit betrayed and and stupid because he can't fight the class system. It's there. But then it, he goes and does the exact same thing exactly. to her. Exactly. Um, which, uh, but he has a magic genie to do it. <laughs> okay. Who sings a song. So I think what I like though is that even after the whole arrival of Prince Ali and the introduction and, and the fact that Jasmine's like, you're an arrogant douchebag. Um, I don't know if I can say douchebag on this podcast. That's fine. Is that she she again treated him the same way. So they're both going through this but once they actually start getting to know each other and and talking and, and he relaxes and he becomes himself and that's what she falls for and there's I had this whole big amazing speech thing um, that um, somebody else wrote which I thought was really good about the bit where um, the replication of when he leans forward and says do you trust me and you know first time he's running away from the guards in the marketplace and the second time then is when he invites her onto the um the magic carpet and she kind of sees that and the fact that you know he's he at one point becomes this like right jerk to her um but instead of doing what a lot of current men do which is like gaslighting her and making her into this you're an idiot and winning the argument he actually goes hang on I was a jerk and he kind of apologises and comes and comes back to himself okay. I've kind of lost my plot it's fine we'll stop you there great we're going to take another <laughs> quick break uh, we'll come back with your closing arguments Right, now is the time for your final statements for your movie against your opponent's movie. Carly, you'll be going first. You have mm-hmm. three minutes. You won't get a warning. You'll just be cut off at the end of three minutes by Darkwing Dark. Don't you cut me off, Darkwing. Oh, he will. I've got stuff to say. He's, he's, he's willing <laughs> to use his insults. Now, your time <laughs> starts when you start talking. Okay, overall it's clear that Big Hero 6 is the better Disney film. Not just clear to me, clear to lots and lots of people, especially on Reddit. People are very Reddit about Aladdin nowadays with the new live-action remake, so we're not even going to touch on that. The animations, the story, the music are gorgeous. It really enhances the story in a way that Aladdin just doesn't for me. The music is an amazing mix of classical orchestral music and modern electronic style, which really suits the film. 
Figaro 6 captures the spirit and magic of Disney and Marvel in a duality that works wonders for the movie magic. I want to talk about something Kim said earlier. She said that the story of Big Hero 6 doesn't mesh because it's unrealistic. Question. So a magic lamp, a flying carpet and a talking parrot must be easier to grasp then. Yes, they are? Yeah, Great. I mean, obviously. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't going to interrupt. Yeah, duh. Yeah, yeah, duh. <laughs> Who doesn't have a magic lamp at home? I've got one in my car. The messages in Big Hero 6 are great. The morals are honest and true in regards to being yourself. It talks about overcoming loss and working hard to get what we want. The animation for Baymax, guys, was modelled on penguins. I'm sorry, but that's just adorable. <laughs> um, it's full of Disney Easter eggs as well, which, ma- which makes it so super fun to watch when you're you know, walking down a corridor and there's Hans from Frozen up in a picture up on the wall. It's like, oh, that's cool. Um, Big Hero 6 celebrates differences, whereas Aladdin basically says that... Guys, if you're poor, you should be totally ashamed of who you are. Hero had to dream big, think quick, and come up with one great idea to capture the villain. He couldn't do it on his own, and with the help of Baymax and his friends, Hero was able to create a killer superhero team. It's a beautiful film about growth and journey and how to be a better you. That's right. me. That's my time. Excellent. I was no really problem. hoping you'd go longer so I could make some more notes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Kim has nope. written down Aladdin Rocks, and then Jasmine is great. <laughs> Okay, Kim, you'll have three minutes and you also will have no warning. Just be cut off at the three and your time starts when you start talking. Aladdin is the best movie of all time, full stop. Um, Aladdin is just, a, it's a fun rollick and it, it is it is really uh, epitomises the, the reason we all love Disney. The music in this film is one of the highlights of the whole thing and what I think I love most about the music in this film is that it is so purposeful. Every song in this in this um, show uh, adds something to the plot and, and more than anything they're really catchy, fun but also emotive and memorable. Um, I, I reference lyrics as to plot points before and there's so much information in the songs rather than just being you know distractions um and i just wanted to i found it really interesting that i was doing a bit of a read that um i know we're not talking about sequels but there's a really nice bookend um that they use in the prince of thieves um film um disney closes out that Aladdin series with a reprise of Arabian Nights which of course opens the original film so they're very smart they've carried it all the way through Um, Howard Ashman and Alan Menken are gods and it really just lifts this film into that echelon of legendary obviously we can talk about Robin Williams till the cows come home the way he used his own comedy his voices his work but also really genuine moments for the genie he created such a, a strong supportive beautiful character to go alongside Aladdin yes he was zany and wacky and had all of the powers but he actually also was was the conscience of Aladdin and tried to keep him on the straight and narrow which the genie himself doesn't really do of all the people that uh, bring him out of the lamp um Jafar is a great villain and he needs a song and he gets one later in the sequels but uh you know he's he's one of these few um sort of male antagonists who um actually has no personal vendetta against any of the protagonists he loves the fact he's just after power that's what he wants ultimate power and of course his arrogance and that that drive for the ultimate uh power is what is is undoing um uh, Big Hero Six is yes, it does all of those things, and 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 it's and it's kind of fun and cute. It it doesn't feel like Disney, and I think what's missing from this film is is really that connection to character. Um, yeah, we Disney has the way to put the music in and the moments that make you go, oh my god, and the tears at the end, and you do go on that journey. But for me, at the end of the film, I kind of went, well, that was cute. Moving on. I don't think the messages and the story and the characters really clicked as well as they have done in other 
the Disney films because they were trying to create this formulaic, you know, um, version for kids of these action films and, you know, still have a moral and a message because that's a Disney thing to do. Um, And so just afterwards, I just didn't get that quite that same long-term connection to to, um, the character of Hero. I kind of don't care what happens next. I'm like, all right, cool, that was fun. You built a robot, you made some friends, the bad guys were taken down, fantastic. It felt like Spider-Man, it felt like Iron Man. Great, good, let's move on. I think Aladdin really just endeared itself and all of the characters in it, like especially the animated characters. Jig is up, you jaded, jug-headed jack-in-the-box. You jaded, jug-headed yeah. jack-in-the-box. So Kim ran out of time. <laughs> I didn't. I have one more thing okay. that I ran out of time to say. Oh, no, come on. When you were talking... One thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Go, go on. One thing. Okay, so you were talking about the music. Um, I preferred the stage musical, to be honest, just because, you know, Michael James Scott is amazing. Um, and Robin Williams is the main reason that I would watch the movie again as an adult. But once I found out how badly Disney screwed him over, over the use of his voice and promotional material, which he did not approve of, I was like, nah, not watching it. All right. That was an extra 15 seconds. I'll allow it. Oh, man. I can Now <laughs> I have to go away and discern my notes. So please tell each other what you like about each other's uh, movies, unless there are any facts that need to be checked. No, no, we're good on those. Okay. It's more opinion based than factual. On that Very much so. so. We've got big feelings, Scott. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the feelings. Yeah, so tell each other what you like and I I love Big Hero 6. I'm just going to cut you off because I when I heard I was coming up against this film today, I was like, no. Same, I was so mad. It, I, I, <laughs> everything that I have argued against, and I'm glad Zane's already stopped counting, um, is the reason I love this film. <laughs> I love that it feels like a Marvel superhero action film because so I cool. love Marvel. Yeah. And I love that it doesn't feel like a Disney film. And like, I honestly did not. I thought I assumed it was a DreamWorks film when I first saw it and then was like, this is Disney. Um, I found that really weird. But Baymax, like everyone needs a Baymax. And I just love that. When I want to dress as Baymax next Halloween. He, I, yeah. <laughs> good idea i love that when he powers down and runs out of battery it's like he's drunk and i feel like i feel that on a daily basis i'm like oh i'm at i'm at five percent battery um yeah just big hero six i like that it kind of broke the mold um of the prince princess sort of stories and it's i'm gonna go home and watch it again tonight that's what I liked about <laughs> Aladdin, that the genie broke the mould of the prince princess, is that, yes, okay, so it was during Disney's renaissance period in the early 90s where it was all the, the love story. And then you get this goofy, awesome genie that will just, you know, transform into anything, like be yourself. <laughs> yes. I love that <laughs> bit. Yeah, in his little ear. I loved it. Yeah. And Robin Williams can do no wrong, in my in my opinion. So there we go. All right. I, yeah. I made my decision. <laughs> this is really hard, you guys. Now, what we have here is pretty much the epitome of classic Disney. Mm. What we all are nostalgic for and up against what is part of the new crop of Disney. Mm. Like like you said, it is the Disney Marvel, the, the Disney evolving into a new market for new children mm. and they're starting. So when, when Kim said that it didn't feel like a Disney film, I think if you didn't watch 
Aladdin and the Lion King and Little Mermaid and you just watched Frozen and Wreck-It Ralph and then you watched Big Hero 6, I think it would feel like a Disney film. Mm. Um, So again, I I couldn't hold that too much against Big Hero 6. Um, And again, when Kim, you said that that Jasmine and Aladdin are not your regular prince and princess. I think that you, that's a very strong point for the film. You did you did point out or, or try to make the point that uh, the 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 characters in Big Hero Six are a little cliche, but I think. Carly, you did very well in answering to that, saying that, yes, they are cliche because Disney is starting something. They're like, this is where we're starting from and this is where we're growing from, rather than in Aladdin. It's like, this is where we've been Mm. and this is where we are now. So when it comes to figuring out, you didn't give me much against each other's film. <laughs> you've, you've said a lot about the good parts of your own yeah. film and, and a lot of that I can't disagree with. I tried, um, but like a lot I, of the research is from the live action. I'm like, yes. we're not talking about that. <laughs> and, and, that and that is the thing. It, it is, these are two very quality films and this is the problem with the second and I, I assume the, the later rounds of this debate mm. is that you're going to be putting very good films up against very good films so it honestly comes down to Genie vs Baymax oh Oh, that's rough it's rough congrats Kim (laughs) (laughs) you would think you would think that Genie is an has an easy shoe in for this Baymax is adorable guys Baymax is adorable and Baymax is 100% lovely and mm. is just there to serve everyone around him where genie still has his own self-interest mm. to be fair uh, because aladdin has to sacrifice something for genie to achieve his goal mm. um and baymax is only there to support and yes he does he did uh, sacrifice himself he does end. sacrifice himself and this is this is this debate is so very hard it honestly comes down to the fact that in order for Aladdin to to reach his end goal and redeem himself for the lies that he's told and the trouble that he's caused is to free the genie, I think Aladdin is the better Disney film. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say it wasn't. <laughs> Aladdin, oh, well done. That was the most stressful minute of my life. That, uh, Kim that is fuchsia I need Baymax to like defibrillate me now. <laughs> it's, uh, it was really hard. You both argued really well for your films. I 100% agree with you. That is one of my favourite parts of Aladdin. The yeah. fact that he redeems himself at the end by doing something bloody lovely. It's like, yeah. oh, I can't hate you. Yeah. The line of, you know, uh, you know, when Jasmine says, it's him, I choose him. Nothing. You're free. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and honestly, the animation of Jeannie's face as he's watching the shackles mm. come off and, and Robin oh. Williams' vocal performance is just... Yeah. The jaw hitting that, the floor. That is the point yeah. of that film that, yeah. that wins you over. Yeah. So uh, congratulations, oh, Kim, for well going done. through with Aladdin. Thank, um, thank you for fighting so oh, valiantly for well Big Hero done, 6. Well um, <laughs> I was I, w- I didn't know what to expect going into this one because I love both of these films. I very Same. nearly turned tail and went, you know what, screw it. <laughs> Big Hero 6 is the bomb. And because it's old school and new school, it's so Absolutely. hard to compare. Uh, yeah, it's like potatoes and house bricks. Yeah, and, and, th- and <laughs> they're a bit different. <laughs> and thank you, Stacey, for fact checking us all the way through to the end. I oh, am very welcome. <laughs> um, Yay, if you think I am wrong, 
which you are very justified (laughs) in thinking that I am wrong, uh, you can go to our Facebook page and there will be an audience poll to see who the audience thinks is the better Disney film, is if it is Aladdin or Big Hero 6. Until then, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, you can find Stacy and her her very own Disney podcast, Disney Grown Up, with Georgina Purdy. Correct. Lots that of fun. is hosted on That's Not Canon.com with all the other That's Not Canon podcasts. And we'll be seeing you next round, Kim. Yeah. Uh, you'll be finding something that will be decided Ooh, in the dun, next dun, dun, debate. Dun. It's probably going to be just as traumatic. Oh, <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. it is. <laughs> it's only going to get harder oh. from here. And I am terrified and excited. I would love to join your team for the next round. <laughs> because it's, true. Yes, it's like, teams. Oh, it's teams. Oh, this is exciting. Yeah. no. All right. I take bribes. <laughs> Until then, keep watching Disney, everyone. Bye. What should I listen to now? We are Castology. This is our podcast about podcasts. We are your castologists, Patrick Shearer, Liz Best, and Zancy Weber. Each week, we'll bring you three of the best and sometimes not so best podcasts around. We'll also do the hard work and trawl the RSS feeds to find the newest podcast that should be on your radar. And then next week, we come back and tell you what we thought of the recommendations and bring three new sparkling podcasts to check out. Now, will we always agree with each other's picks? Probably not. But hey, you're clever. You know that's how reviews work. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcatcher of your choice. That's not kind of productions podcast. Has your car insurance increased this year? Stop. Don't pay it until you call Sheridan Insurances. Our friendly team of experts are here to speak to you and understand your needs. We search over 15 insurers to get you the best insurance policy, leaving you more time and money to enjoy the important things in life. Shop local. Call Sheridan Insurances today. Sheridan Insurances Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. SuperValue now have more online slots than ever before. Shop now at supervalue.ie. Collect your weekly shop with our contactless collection service. At SuperValue, we're there for you.